This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. And I know you're actually quite quite into the whole DeFi side of things. And you were interviewed on Coindesk, quoted saying, DeFi brought the capital and NFTs bring the people. It's a phrase that you sort of repeat. It's a, I would say you're sort of like known for this phrase, okay? <laughs> and um, recently, for the longest time, actually, DeFi and NFTs used to be very like independent things. A lot of people that came in through NFTs didn't really experience the DeFi side of things. But now we're seeing the two sort of sectors converge, right? So in your hmm. in your terms, like capital is now intersecting with people, okay? How are you understanding this like recent shift? Uh, what are you looking at sort of where NFTs meet DeFi, whether it be on a project basis, trends that you're seeing, or just overall thoughts? Yeah, I think you can look at it from two perspectives. One is from the user perspective, uh, and the other one is from the product perspective. So from the user perspective, it is true that initially these two user bases were quite segregated. So you had people who were really into DeFi and they were like, NFTs is just a scam or, you know, this is completely silly and, and, and whatnot. And on the flip side, you had NFT people who had no interest in like yields or, you know, uh, liquidity pool provisioning, uh, liquidity provisioning and so on. Um, and then over time, Especially, I would say the DeFi folks started engaging with NFTs. I, I, I'm not sure it's as true the other way around. Like, I think many NFT people are still like only interested in NFTs, but they yeah. are at least exposed to some of the crypto infrastructure, um, just almost by force from I interacting with NFTs. So, you know, you have to have some ether, right? And then like, how do you, how do you get that ether? Well, you have to use, you know, maybe Uniswap. Right, and then and then almost by force you're pulled into some of these more basic crypto and or DeFi um, applications and, and protocols. Um, so that's from like a, the user perspective. Initially, I think I think they were quite segregated. Now they're getting blended a bit more. And then from the product perspective, uh, there's also there's also a bit of a blend that's happening where. Uh, you know, you can get yields on on NFTs, for example, or you can. There are lending markets and lending pools um, for NFTs. You can now provide liquidity uh, for different NFTs, like NFTX. I think is an interesting right. uh, project that allowed you to fractionalize uh, or provide liquidity and fractionalize your your NFTs, and and then buy effectively like tokens of that pool. Uh, it's actually been around for a long time, but sure. maybe it will have a bit of a revival now that people are seeing this intersection. Um, and then I do think that one place where they really come together is in gaming, but it's still early on that front. So uh, games like Axie Infinity um, naturally have to also have some DeFi infrastructure, right? You need to have um, like Katana, which is kind of the Uniswap fork on Ronin. You right. need to have that in order to provide people with trading uh, opportunities and swapping between tokens and things like that. Uh, and, and you get these very kind of like financialized gaming economies where you you actually need some of the primitives from DeFi. Like uh, obviously you need DEXs. You probably need some kind of lending markets. And then naturally many of these gaming economies also have NFTs that represent items. They represent... Um, uh, avatars or different things in, the, in these games. So I, I feel like uh, game the, the Web3 gaming sector is where 
definitely NFTs and DeFi come together, at least uh, as the games mature. So, so yeah, I, I think there are many different ways that uh, the intersection of, of NFTs and DeFi come together. And it is pretty interesting, though, that they were able to cater to such different user segments initially. Uh, and it's a very healthy thing, right? I, I don't think I don't think people realize how big NFTs would become. They've mm -hmm. been around for a long time, and it's kind of curious that CryptoPunks and even OpenSea had been around for years before they really started taking right. off. Right? It's it's really strange. The I think the pessimist take on it is that people got so rich in DeFi summer that they had nowhere to put their money, and then they just started <laughs> buying these JPEGs. <laughs> and that caused the spike. I think there's a bit more to it. I mean, there's some truth to that, but I think there's a bit more to it than that. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.